You know, the number one thing that women say they want in a man is no, not looks, and it's not money. Obviously, those things are great. But the number one thing women say they want in a man is a sense of humor. And guess what? I can help you with that because I teach men how to banter. Yeah, you can actually learn how to banter. So if you're having trouble getting dates or you're always left on red, women don't answer you online, you might have a problem with your banter. But good news for you, learning how to banter, especially with me, is actually really fun. And no one else really teaches you how to banter. So if you actually want women to start responding to you, and not only just responding, but engaging and enjoying and laughing with you, then I think you need to hit me up. That's kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we are going to figure out how to ask for what you want because you can do everything right. You can have great rapport with a woman. You can build connection. You can create attraction. But then if you don't know how to actually ask for what you want, you're not doing anything with what it is that you're creating. So we have Brad DeMint on our show and we're going to dissect and explain how to ask for what you want and how to figure out what it is that you want. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Kristen is not here this week. Apparently she's throwing up. I don't know if she doesn't have COVID or anything. She's just not feeling very well, which is good because I don't want her here anyway because I have Brad DeMint on with me and we are going to talk about something that I say quite often. And it's the phrase, you don't get what you want without asking for it. You said it a little bit differently, Brad, but that's my belief system. If you don't open your mouth and ask for something, you're never going to have a chance at receiving it. So Brad, welcome to the show. And I'm excited to dig into this concept with you because I think so many guys who are listening right now do not ask for what they want with women and possibly even in many other areas of their lives. So welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Marnie. This is awesome. Yeah, like you said, people are sometimes afraid to ask for what they want. And I'm in sales. So this is something that I've learned in the sales world. But for a lot of the stuff you talk about, it applies with women too. And a lot of guys don't have the confidence to just ask for what they want. If they want to take a girl out, if they want anything, you have to ask for it. 
when you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So absolutely, I'm glad you brought that up today because I think that's a great topic that could help a lot of men get what they want in life. I think so too. Well, why don't you tell people a little bit about who you are and why you are the authority on asking for what you want? Because you have an interesting background. So (laughs) tell people who you are and how you came to be this guy who always asks for what he wants. All right. So my name is Brad DeMint. I'm actually 20 years old. So I'm a young guy. I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I do title insurance, real estate title insurance. And I also have a podcast called How to Win with Brad DeMint. Tell your background about Tony Robbins. That's the interesting part. Tell. I want to hear about it. That's really important. Yeah, we'll go into that. So when I was 17, I went to a Tony Robbins event and it changed my life. I got rid of my limiting beliefs. I figured out what my purpose was, what I was meant to do. And I realized I was really good at sales. I realized that that was what I was meant to do. I didn't want to go to college because I knew it would just slow me down. And at a young age, I just started getting out there and doing things, right? In 2018, I was actually, that's when I started. Well, it was actually 2019, but it was like the end of 2018. I went to a Grant Cardone event and I'm sitting there in this whole event. There's like 35,000 people there. And I'm like, why am I not doing this? I'm like, why am I not on that stage? Why am I in the stands and not on the field? Right. So after that event, I mean, it took me a while, but I started to realize I'm going to start my own podcast. And I did that. And Really, it's because eventually I see myself getting on stage, getting out there, helping millions of people. But at first, I didn't really know. I was like, I want to do something. You know, I'm good at sales. But what's the next step? And then I just had to realize that I couldn't be afraid to do what I wanted to do. And I think that goes so into what we're talking about today is because I started to realize I can't be afraid to get out there. I have to get known. People have to know who I am. If I want to help millions of people, people have to know who Brad DeMinn is. So I started the podcast and I just started getting out there. I started meeting a lot of people, getting in rooms that most 20-year-olds aren't getting in. I started out selling Cutco kitchen knives. That's where I got into a lot of Tony Robbins stuff. But my dad taught me and also my mom too. They taught me at a young age, personal development. So I listened to like Tony Robbins and A.L. Williams, a lot of these old uh, Zig Ziglar, a lot of these people when I was young, I didn't realize why I was learning that. And it helped me out as I got older in my sales career, my life, just everything that I've done. And that's why, you know, at 20 years old, I'm not saying I'm the most successful 20 year old you guys will ever meet, but I'm trying to do the best that I can in every area of my life. So I think that is a big thing. I mean, a little bit about my background is that I love speaking. I love getting up there. I love doing my podcast and in title insurance and I love real estate. So that's one of those things, you know, and a lot of it being in sales I'm always having to ask for the sale. A lot of people will tell me, they're like, you're good at sales because you're not one of those sales guys that just wants to sell you something and get over with and never talk to you again. I'm an honest sales guy that really wants to help people. That's what sales is all about. But I'm not afraid to ask for the sale. Okay, well, this is directly related to women because everything you just said there is, you're not trying to sell them snake oil. This is for women. When men approach women, or are thinking of approaching women, they have to remember they're not selling them crap. They're not pushing something horrible on them that's going to hurt them in the long run. They're not selling them on something they know is going to break down and not work. You're selling them you. And when you believe in you and how awesome you are, you have to come at it from that place. And then 
hand in hand with the confidence and higher self-value, it is actually asking for what you want. So tell me about asking for what you want when it comes to sales. And let's try to correlate that to being with women because this is a very hard task for people. Well, the first person you have to sell is yourself. You have to sell yourself on a lot of different things, but you have to realize like who you are, right? And you have to realize that whatever you're selling is a good product, right? And, you know, think about in sales, right? Like I'm very grateful because my product is really not, I don't sell on price. I build relationships, right? And if somebody likes me, they do business with me. So I think that that's just like what you're saying. It relates so much well because when you're in sales, a lot of people are so afraid to ask for a sale that they don't even have yet, right? They're afraid to lose a sale that they don't have yet. And think about how that applies with women, right? You might be afraid to ask that girl out, but you are going to get her anyways. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you didn't ask her, don't be afraid to lose a sale that you haven't got yet. I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to asking for it is people get so scared. They're like, well, what if they say no? What if they say no? I'll tell you what, I've been in sales and I know that three years isn't that long, but really we're all in sales. I've really been in sales for 20 years. We're all in sales in every situation of life. That's another topic. But the thing is, is that I'm always just, I ask for what I want and that's why I'm good at it because I'm not afraid. You get no's. Like every person that's been in sales, if you're listening to this right now and you're in sales, you get told no more often than you're going to get told yes. That's just part of it. Some people would say you have to have rhino skin to be in sales. And it's the same thing with women. And I'm not a women expert. That's Marnie over here. She's the one that can help you with that. I'm not saying I got it all figured out. I'm a single guy, 20 years old. I haven't found the right girl yet. But I know that I can use the sales skills when it comes to that. So I think, you know, really just don't be afraid to lose a sale that you haven't made yet. Yeah. Well, tell me more about this. You started talking about it, then you switched over. But you were talking about believing in the product. Okay, which is yourself. So let's not talk about sales anymore. Let's talk about the people that are listening. And it's about gaining this belief in you, the product, right? So how do you gain belief in this product? How do you start saying, yeah, this is freaking the best product you're ever going to get. This product makes you laugh. This product is caring. How do you get to that place so that you're not constantly going to the negative first of, I'm not good looking enough. I'm not rich enough. Like, how do you stay in that moment when it comes to the product for the guys that are listening? How can they stay in that place where they're proud of the product? So yeah, and really you want to talk about yourself. You want to help sell yourself in this situation. So not necessarily whatever product. I mean, because we're, I want to kind of get into how you're saying like how it applies in life. You have to realize that everyone has a purpose. Not everyone's perfect. Well, nobody's perfect, right? And you might not be the most attractive guy. You might not be the most confident person. But the way to build that confidence is to realize that there's someone out there for you. There's someone that likes you. But also the thing is, is that when you learn to love yourself and you realize that you are here for a reason and somebody would love to meet you, it's great the way that it happens. I think you really have to just tell yourself these things because, you know, the question is like, how do you do it? I think you have to tell yourself and not necessarily lie to yourself, but the brain's going to believe what you tell it. You know, a lot of people talk about like affirmations and stuff. They go out there and they're just like, I'm the best version of myself. I am good looking. Like whatever you got to do. I used to always think that I was too young. I wasn't smart enough, right? And this was one of the biggest things. When I went to the Tony Robbins event and walked on fire. I thought that I was too young. 
not smart enough. And I'm like, okay, I'm not too young and I'm not smart. And I told myself this, you know, Tony Robbins takes you through a process of doing this. And I started to tell myself, and now I love that I'm young. I tell everyone I'm young, I'm 20 years old and I'm going to change the world. So I think that you have to get rid of your limiting beliefs. I talk about that a lot on my show. And I really, a lot of times when people interview me, I talk about limiting beliefs. You have to figure out what it is that's holding you back. What is holding you back from loving yourself? What's holding you back from going out there and asking for what you want? And I think that is how you have to ask yourself questions. And when you ask yourself these questions and you tell yourself things, it's a game changer. It is crazy because I just started doing my own coaching recently, very similar to coaching I've done in the past. And when people would always say to me, you have to ask yourself, blah, 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 whatever the question is. I would always just try to ask myself and then I would draw a blank. It's like, I don't know. I don't freaking know what the answer is. And in this coaching that I'm doing, which if anybody knows anything about me, they know that I like hate silence. I hate like sitting in a room meditating. Like it's just not my thing. But she makes me sit and breathe and get comfortable and listen to my breath and listen to my body. And I swear answers just come. Because she'll ask me questions like, hey, tell me what's going on in your body. What are you thinking? What are you seeing? And I just tell her what's going on and things will pop up. It's crazy. Like little voices in my head will just come to top of mind and I'll tell her, I'm like, it's saying this. And she's like, well, okay, well, let's explore that more. So for people who don't really know how to ask themselves that question, a really good practice is really just sitting in a room, relaxing, paying attention to your breath. And then at about the three-minute mark, have a purpose for that sitting in silence where you say whatever question it is you want to ask. What is my limiting belief? What do I think holds me back with women? And then listen, it seems cuckoo, but it does come up. Like you yourself know all these answers and your brain knows all these answers, but your brain's also working really hard to suppress those things so that you can exist, right? And protect yourself. It's trying to work really hard to protect yourself. But now you want to utilize other information that can protect you even more and help you get wonderful things happening in your life. So things like that will come up if you just sit with it for a little bit and let it come up naturally. And then you can explore it even more. What is this limiting belief? Why do I believe that? Oh, really? Like your body just starts telling you stuff. And then once you're aware of it and notice it, that's when you can start to alter it and work on it. So that's when things like affirmations or writing down wonderful things about yourself or speaking kindly about yourself start to work. Because once you know where it comes from, you can start reprogramming it. And that's what I have found really beneficial in the past. And now with my own present coaching to be really, really helpful. Sorry that I cut you off, but I just wanted to like expand on that a little bit more. No, that's great stuff. And I think being alone was something that I had to learn a lot too, because I'm the kind of guy that loves to be in a room. I love to meet people. I love to talk to people, listen to what they have to say. And I read a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this book. Uh, It was written a while back and I, I read this and I went through this whole entire book and it talks about like having confidence. It's actually one of my favorite books, but the last chapter talked about sitting alone for th- at least 30 minutes and just thinking. Oh God, I'm <laughs> It's funny, it's like what you're just saying. And it also, it didn't say like, obviously this book was written in like the 50s. So it didn't say like, don't have your phone out or anything like that. Right. But I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go on my phone. I'm just going to sit here and think. And I'm telling you, like what you're saying, like it worked, like you start to talk to yourself and you start to really think. 
Like you guys ever get in the shower and you just start thinking about things like, you know, cause you're not on your phone. Like it's the same type of thing. Like you just start to like, and I've done like different meditation stuff. I do a thing that Tony Robbins does called priming. And I started to learn all that stuff. And you really start to think of what's going on in your head and you think a little clearer too. So I'd recommend spending time by yourself all the time. Not all the time, but at least a little bit during, during the day. For sure. And so that goes hand in hand with understanding like why you're not thinking that this product is good enough that you're selling. Okay. So once you get to that place where you start to have more confidence in you, the product, then you can start asking for what you want with women. And I'd love to talk with you a little bit more because maybe you can tell me about how you clearly ask for what you want in sales. And then we can relate it to women. Because somebody asked me the other day on my Facebook group, and by the way, people who buy programs from me get free access to this Facebook group. Today is October 14th. I know this is going to come out a little bit later. This group may not be free for much longer. I'm going to start charging to be part of this group. But currently, there are 3,000 men in there who are talking every single day, exchanging information, helping each other, supporting each other. Anyway, somebody in this group had asked, like, what is the difference between pursuing and being annoying? Like, how do you pursue and actually get the girl? I had responded back. The difference is if you pursue with clear intent versus pursuing, meaning just hovering and sticking around and kind of being there, which ends up annoying women. There's a big difference. And that's tied directly to asking for what you want. So I want to hear from you. How are you clear with your intent? How do you ask for what you want without being a jerk, without being a sleazeball, without being overly aggressive? How do you do that? Well, one, you got to ask the right questions. Okay. I think some people are so worried about what they want, they don't think about what the other person wants. And I think that's very important too. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like, what are they thinking? And how do you do that? You try to think, like, put different situations in your head and don't overthink it too much. But just like have a perspective of like, what are they thinking first? I think that's one very important thing. One of my favorite quotes of all time is if you help enough people get what they want, you'll automatically get what you want. Uh, it's a zigzagger. How, how does that work in dating though? Because for most guys, that's their issue. They're like, oh, I don't know what she wants right now. How am I supposed to know what this stranger wants? You ask questions that are going to help out. So that's why I was saying, yeah, it starts with asking the right questions. And now to figure out what the right questions are, you might have to test it out a little bit. It's not ever going to be perfect. You might ask the wrong question. You're like, oh, I didn't mean to ask that. When was the last time you had sex with a man? I really need to know that because maybe you're horny. Like, I'm just joking. But what would be the questions that you would ask? Like when thinking about dating. So let's get you some practice now. Like what would be the questions that you need to ask? I mean, one, maybe figure out if they're single, right? Right. Figure out like, maybe ask something like, what do you look for in a guy? Just different things. You probably actually know some of the better questions than I would. I'm still learning this stuff. You know what I mean? I want to know what you would do. I think that's a great question to ask. Yeah. I think always coming at it from like, I want to see if you're the right girl for me. What are you looking for? Even though it does tell you in the end what she wants, you also then get to decide if you want that. What are you looking for? I'm looking for something really casual right now. Mm, I'm not in the market for something casual. You're right. Asking direct, clear questions helps you get your answers. What would be some other questions that you would ask? In sales, a lot of times we say yes or yes questions. If you ask a yes or yes question, like, would you like to get sushi or pasta? I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it just came to my head, something like that. Or instead of giving them a no option, 
it depends. You know what I mean? It depends on the level of rapport that you built, but you have to be able to learn how to use a yes or yes question to get the date or something, right? I've done that before. I, I'm in a lot of sales programs. I do a lot of different things with sales and I've learned one of my biggest mentors is Brad Lee, if anybody's heard of him. And he actually has taught me a lot. And he talks about how back when he was younger, before he was married, he would always tell people like, you know, he's like, hey, look, if you know sales, you can use the same things. And so he would always say different things. And he says like, some people forget, like they're like the greatest sales, but they're not the same with me. Like, I don't even, I didn't realize this until like last year. Like, I really did not realize this, that if you learn how to do these things, like practice in sales, if you're not in sales, go get a sales job and you'll start to notice that it's the same thing when you're talking to girls. So when you start, like, they'll teach you these things. Like there might not be like exact training. I know actually, well, Marnie does do this, right? That's why she's awesome. But <laughs> there's not many people that do what she does. There's not many people that are going to teach you. But if you go listen to some sales training stuff, and then you just switch a few words around, it's the same type of thing that we're talking about on this podcast today. Is like, you'll hear different things like overcoming objections. You're going to get objections that girls are going to give you. They're going to throw out an objection and you're going to be like, you got to prepare for that objection. Give me an example. I don't know what it is that you sell, but let's say somebody goes, oh, that's like way past the amount that I want to spend. I don't know what objections you typically get, but how do you combat that? One of my favorite ways is the hypothetical close. I learned this actually from Bradley, but I, I did it before he actually taught it. He teaches it this way though. The hypothetical is you figure out why they're really saying no. And how you do that is Let's say we'll go into sales and then we can maybe throw that into dating and talking to a girl. Let's say somebody's going to buy something and the guy says he needs to talk to his wife, right? Now, what some salespeople will say to be funny is they say, oh, does your wife make all those decisions? You don't want to say that. You want to say, if your wife wasn't here right now, would you go ahead and move forward? Would you buy the product? If they say yes, then that's the real objection. If they say no, the real objection is not that their wife is not there. The real objection, well, you got to figure it out, <laughs> right? And then you keep going and figuring out, well, what's the real objection? You might ask that question, right? But so use the hypothetical close. And you pretty much say, well, if this was this, then would you move forward, right? So take that into date. Like, what's a situation that maybe you could throw out there that you think would be the same type of... So let's say a guy approaches a girl and starts talking and then he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'd love to take you out for dinner or can I have your phone number? And she goes, oh no, I don't usually give out my phone numbers to strangers or I don't really know you so well or I have a boyfriend. Those would be some typical objections. If you're a stranger, you'd be like, well, if I wasn't a stranger, would you give me your phone number? Mm -hmm. Then you can go into, ask me five questions. I don't want to be a stranger to you. Exactly. Or that's why we're going to sit down and have coffee in a very public place. Because I want to get to know you, that I'm not a stranger to you. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you want to come off like not in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like yeah. in sales, we talk about sometimes you can't one call close somebody. You're not going to usually one call close a girl or that's not a girl you probably want to be with. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're not going to like close her the first second you talk to her. You have to build that relationship. You have to build rapport. It's the same in sales. A lot of people don't make the sale the first time. You get lucky. You might, but that's the thing. That's because those people really wanted to purchase whatever it is that you're selling. They're already sold on it. Exactly. And the biggest thing in sales and in life, like the reason why I say sales in every situation 
is because sometimes people don't know what they want and you have to like help them figure out what they want. And that's one of the biggest things with it. Salespeople have this like big thing that people think that all salespeople are bad people that just want to sell you something that they watch Wolf of Wall Street and think every sales guy's like that. And really the great salespeople are not the ones that are selling you something that's not a good product. And you have to realize how to become that person. If you don't believe in your product, sell something else. Because you know, like I know that I'm a very honest guy and that there's a lot of people I can help. And a lot of people, like you have to be able to get that confidence. I think we talked about that a little bit earlier, but it's one of those things. It's like, I know that I'm not going to be that guy that just screws everybody over like some people are. And I know that about myself and I have that level of certainty. So I think that it's the same thing when you're talking to girls. When you sell yourself, your product is you. And even if you're in sales, your product is you. But your product is you. You have to know, like if you're a good person, you know, that's one of the things you can train salespeople all day, but it's harder to train somebody to be a good person. If you're a good person, you'll be a great salesperson. You just have to know what you're doing. You have to know that you're doing it. And I think that's a huge thing to do. And it's the same thing. You're selling yourself when you're talking to girls. You just have to figure out, are you the right person? You have to figure out who you are and who you need to become. And I know we talked about this when you and me did a podcast together. And it's figure out who you need to become to meet the girl that you want. And we can go into that a little bit more if you want to. Well, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk more about asking for what you want and like becoming the person that you are. I think that's great. So we'll be back in a minute with Brad DeMint. NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how schedules change or players that play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great mid-season bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting, or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. So let's go into a little bit more about, you had said one sentence before the break and then you talked a little bit more afterwards, but I forgot. There was one thing that I wanted to latch onto, but I forget what it was. Maybe it'll come back to me. But tell me about then asking for what you want. I love all the objections, like learning to get around them. And really like you're still on your clear path when you handle an objection, you're still asking for what you want. You're still trying to go down that path and just figure out 
like where the pieces are missing. And sometimes women are going to say, no, it's too much. Like I'm objecting three times. I'm trying to tell you I'm not interested. And you keep coming back at me, which I think is, I think it's kind of cocky and kind of good if you can do that eloquently. But how do you straight up ask for what you want? Like, do you have to say it a certain way? Does it have to be after a certain amount of talking to people? Like, what's your kind of rule? When you're talking about men and women, what do you think the rule is for asking what you want? Like, can you ask for a phone number right away? Do you have to wait until you're 20 minutes into conversation? Yeah, tell me about that. You have to build the relationship first. I talked about that a little bit more. You usually can't just walk up to a girl and the first thing you say is, hey, what's your phone number, right? They're going to be like, who are you? <laughs> you know. So it depends on the situation. Like in every situation, it's like that. Everything's going to be different. So I don't necessarily know if there's like a rule for it because you kind of have to go with the flow. You have to see like what's going on. And relationship building is the first step to asking for what you want. And building rapport is the first step to asking what you want. So I don't necessarily know if there's a rule, but I think after you build a relationship, in the sales world, we talk about you close the deal, right? Selling and closing are not the same thing. When you close, that's asking for what you want and getting it. So you can't go for the close if you skip the relationship. You have to build rapport. That's definitely a rule. But when it's time, a lot of people will sell and they won't close or they're not good at closing. So I think going for that close is asking for what you want. When it's the right time, and you'll know, right? You'll know when it's like, and if you don't know, you might not have built the relationship as much and you want to keep focusing because you'll be able to tell like when they're smiling, like, and I know that you're probably better at this than I am, but I mean, I've met girls and I kind of know the sales side of things and I know like the same thing when I'm talking to girls, you have that level of confidence and you're already like, you're talking, you're talking, they're asking you questions, you're asking them questions. And then if you want their phone number, because it also depends on what you want, <laughs> you know, it's not just getting their phone number, like what's next? Well, Kristen has a really good rule that she brought up on a couple of podcasts ago that I thought was really good. As just like a hovering rule that you can pay attention to. This is for online and also for in-person. She said, if you know four things about them, then you can ask for their phone number. They don't have to be big things. It could be like, I like dogs. I like pasta. I had a hamburger for lunch yesterday. But four things, that's when you are able to go to that next level. And so for online, it's four things that are not in her profile, right? I mean, you can ask for what you want right out of the gates. 100%. If a woman is attracted to you and you're attracted to her, she may just say, yeah, let's meet up. Like you caught my eye. I'm into you. But for most people... It doesn't happen that way. There needs to be more of a slower build. And with older women, especially like older than 30, you're going to have to build a little bit more rapport with these women before they actually say yes to anything that you put on the table. And then you can ask for what you want. And asking for what you want is getting rid of all the fluff and clearly saying something like, I want to take you out for dinner and get to know you better. I want to have your phone number so that I can call you, talk to you, and make you laugh. It's really just getting in touch with what it is that you want and then speaking it out loud. Even if you're shaking, even if you're nervous, even if you're not making eye contact when you do it, it's better to ask for what you want than not ask for what you want and still display that same unconfident person to a woman that you're talking to. Because some people can find that very endearing. It's not a negative thing. You don't always have to be bold and like say it with direct eye contact. Sometimes it's even a little bit better probably in sales 
when you say it a little bit more sheepishly. And same thing with interacting with women. Can you tell me more about building rapport? What guidance do they give you when you are doing sales about building rapport with people? Are there certain questions to ask? Are there certain... Yeah, you want to qualify the prospect, right? You want to figure out if they're a good fit for you to do business with. I always like my personality, and I know not everybody's like this, but I know how to get along with a lot of different people, right? And I can like start a conversation. Like if somebody likes sports, we're talking about sports. If they like like a certain movie, I might have, I probably have seen it. I'm like really into a lot of different things. I know not everybody's like that. So that's one thing that I personally do is I start learning about a lot of different stuff. So when somebody starts talking about something, people will say this to me all the time. I'll go somewhere and we're having like a conversation. You know, somebody will say something about their favorite sports team. And I'm like, oh yeah, can you believe that? Did you, can you believe that person got traded or that catch they made? Or they're like, they're watching this show and they'll be like, oh, I saw that episode last night too. So I don't kind of like, I learn a lot. So I would say kind of educate yourself on what's going on to kind of know what people might talk about. But if you don't do that, you obviously always want to find something in common with somebody. So they feel like they can connect with you. And there's always a lot of things that people have in common. Even if you don't think that, there's things that me and Marty probably have in common that we could start talking about. And that's going to build the relationship more when we're talking, even on this podcast. Like I'm not trying to ask Marty out on a date or anything, but I'm also, we're talking on a podcast. We have to feel comfortable, build rapport and know each other. That's how we met. I mean, I've talked to her a few times. We're building rapport. You want to do that in every relationship that you build with everyone you talk to. How do you find something that you have in common if you don't know this person? Like, let's say you randomly go up and approach a person. How do you find a commonality? It goes back to asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. And those questions you have to practice. You know, even if you practice like by yourself in the mirror or something, right? Like you want to like start to think about questions that you can ask somebody that will get the right things out of them. Like, when I was talking about like, try to think about what they're thinking about, that comes to the right question. So, and that's building rapport. So you might say, what do you do for fun? Or what's your favorite thing to watch on TV? Or what's your favorite food? One of the things that I always like to do if I'm talking to a girl or something is you play the 20 questions game or whatever, right? You know, you're like trying to figure out different questions. Questions are one of the most important things in sales and relationships. Because it's how you find out. And they're also, people love to talk. People love to talk about themselves. So when you get somebody talking about themselves and they start to tell you about things that they like, you might like something. I mean, if you ask somebody a bunch of questions, chances are there's going to be something that you can relate with them. And they're going to keep talking. I mean, like right now, Marnie just asked me the right question. I'm talking, right? I was quiet right before that. And I know that I'm a talker. I know. I'm a good listener too. <laughs> but she got me talking. And that's what you have to do when you're building rapport is get the other person talking and listen to them. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. 100%. I'm actually going to end the show now because I think we've given some really good information. Not that I don't like anything that you're saying because I do. I love everything that you've said. I just think that we've given really good information in this time that we've had with each other. Plus, Kristen's not on the show. So we don't have her yammering <laughs> to make the show longer. I'm just joking. Yeah. I love her. But... I think the clear messages that you've given to people is that you have to be proud of the product that you're selling. So be confident in who you are. We've given tools on how to actually find out limiting beliefs that you had and things that are getting in the way. So once you scrub all of that clean and start to reprogram yourself, you can approach with confidence, whether it's online, in person, 
even for somebody that you've been dating for a while, you can come at it from a clean space and a confident space of knowing who you are and what you bring to the table. And then you learn how to build some rapport, like we've talked about just now, asking the right questions, handling objections with confidence, and asking for further clarity, potentially challenging some of the objections. And then finally, asking for what you want when you've made a decision on what it is that you want. So I think this is an amazing show. Brad, why don't you tell people about how to listen to your podcast and where they can find out more about you? Yeah, so I'm on all platforms. So wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever you're listening to this podcast on right now, I'm probably on there as well. Just look up How to Win with Brad DeMint, or you can just go to braddemint.com, listen to it right on there and check out a little bit more about me. My Instagram is Win with Brad DeMint, and uh, Facebook, Brad DeMint, and LinkedIn, Brad DeMint. I'm just all around. Look me up, connect with me. I love to meet new people, I love to connect with everyone. And I did want to point out too, one of the last things is you got to figure out why do you want what you want? And we didn't go too into that. But if we could leave you on one last thing, it's figure out why you want what you want and who you need to become to get that. Because I think that's so important when you're figuring out what you want. Because if you listen to this whole episode and you're like, well, I don't even know what I want. Figure that out. And that's something that's so important Because you might write down, I have a list in my phone of what I want, what I don't want, who I need to become. And I would love for all of you that just listen to this podcast to do that for yourself. And it's a huge game changer. I love that. And for anybody who is not watching it, go watch The Bachelorette. We were talking about that before the show. I'm just joking. (laughs) But that is a perfect way to end the show because the more clear you are on who you are and what you want, the easier it is to ask for it and the easier it is for others to give it to you. So Brad, thank you very much for coming onto the show. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. You do great things and I know you're helping out a lot of people. Thank you. You too. 